Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit This Calendar with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 571, or also the fourth edition of the Quarantine Podcast with no real release date on anything where Drew and I talk about what might have been, what will be, and not knowing how things are going to be released when yeah. things come back to normal. Hey, don't miss out on these things when everything comes out in the same darn week. And make sure that you take all of our news that we share with a grain of salt because usually whatever we talk about in the previous episode is negated by new news that has changed everything that's going on in the current. 100%. So thank you for being with us. It's obnoxious. There's no real reason for it, but we appreciate you nonetheless. <laughs> exactly. Um, so it looks like uh, Alterna, uh, one of my favorite little scrappy publishers. And um, your little dollar fifty funny books. Yeah, um, they're going to leave Alterna, or leave uh, Diamond, and go for direct um, to ship to retailers or direct ship to uh, customers, and uh, you can do a, uh, like, you can subscribe to all of it for, like, one price. Now, they've been offering that for a while now. Yeah. Alongside the Diamond. Alongside the Diamond. Drop the Diamond. Exactly. So now they're just going to... Say, forget it. Um, screw you guys. I'm going home. And it's still giving you like the 40% cut or anything, or if you're going direct. Um, I think it was pretty reasonable. Pretty good. Uh, okay. When you when you did the math on the when you're going the full boat, um, and I don't, but I, I like if you're picking and choosing, you're probably not going to get that big of a discount. Yeah, especially when you're yeah, throwing so, in a separate shipping cost. So uh, we haven't talked to our, our LCS to see if they're going to continue to deal with alternative directly. Um, and so we might have to go this route to continue to support Alterna. Um, I still love the idea of the Alterna comic spinner rack at Dollar General's. I don't know what happened with that deal. <laughs> I wish they, I wish somebody would revive that. There you go. That'd be great. Uh, let's see what else is happening. Oh, um, if you're out there looking for comics you're going to comics dearth mm-hmm. uh don't forget about panel syndicate um uh panel syndicate is um brian k vaughn uh his website where you can download drm free comics and pay whatever price you want uh, including a penny of uh, 99 cents nothing if you want if you want to be that guy um <laughs> that guy yeah yeah don't be that guy um you know a comic is worth 99 cents minimum i think for to, to sample an issue that's my opinion um and more once you know if you've read it and you can always go back in and pay them pay them more i guess you could try it at a lower price and then if you like it go back and, and give them a tip or something like that um but anyway um one of the new things that are out, there's tons of stuff on Panel Syndicate that you can um, read, but the newest thing out is an Ed Brubaker, Marcos Martin book uh, that is called Friday. Um, and of course it's um, landscape, uh, so it's going to look great on a tablet. Um, I'm sure it's fantastic. I haven't read it yet. Um, but I, I mean, I'm super excited about it. And while you're there, 
check out all the tons of other stuff that's on there. You can you can read that Walking Dead um, by Brian K. Vaughn that's up there, and all the barriers and um, tons of stuff. What was the, what was the one I loved so much? The one about the with like the the internet um, had, private eye. Yeah, private eye. Oh man, so good, so good. So you can find all that stuff up there. Um, but yeah, um, check that out if you're if you're looking for something to read and uh, can't can't find anything. I still am woefully behind. It seems I still haven't caught up, so I, I don't have a lot of problems finding things to read. But I, I definitely am going to add this this new Brewbreaker Martine to the mix. Looks really good. There you go. Uh, DC has sent. <coughs> Uh, a letter to the direct market that says over the past few days DC shared news regarding this is this is dated um, April 23rd so yesterday yesterday um, over the past few days DC shared news regarding distribution options and comics scheduled to ship in the coming weeks we've heard from many of you and understand the confusion you may be experiencing and we appreciate your feedback we're going to answer some of the most frequently asked questions we've received um what is the status of my orders at Diamond? Are they canceled or not? I had this question <laughs> yeah, no myself, so this is one of my FAQs. Uh, we receive feedback from many retailers that confirm all order quantities for titles that are original ship weeks of April 1, April 8, April 15, and April 22 not fulfilled by Diamond will be reset to zero. We have discussed this with Diamond and they have agreed to this reset. Not fulfilled, but I okay. So all order quantities for books on sale Tuesday, April twenty eighth, May fifth, May twelfth will need to be updated via Diamond's upcoming FOCs. Okay, so those earlier April one, eight, fifteen, and twenty three mm -hmm. are currently locked in, right? Sure. Is that what that means? <laughs> and then April twenty eight. Five May five May twelve, they'll be updated FOCs where they can be adjusted. We're during the and we're doing this to ensure you don't receive double orders should you ch choose to order books from one of the new distribution partners, or to allow you to confirm the orders you originally placed in Diamond's ordering system. Your original orders were placed well in advance of the stay-at-home directives. And we understand you may need to make adjustments that best suit your customers' needs. To be clear, the effective orders include all DC products, including comics, novels, and collectibles. Uh, okay. Why is now the time to do this? So the timing question. Our goal is to get new comics into shops that are able to sell as soon as possible. We expect regional inconsistencies as to whether stores will be allowed to open up or remain shut down. And want to ensure we can continue <coughs> continue providing comics to stores that can op that operate during these times. We recognize that many stores are not open for business at, at this time, but we've also heard from many retailers who are open and are providing mail order, curbside pickup, or delivery, and we need to provide them with product. <coughs> Why did you only place five comics for sale the first week back? By starting with a small number of releases, we're allowing our new distribution partners to work through any process glitches. 
we will increase the amount of product we distribute over the next few weeks. Additionally, retailers have requested we not publish a full slate of comics as businesses reopen to help ease the financial burden on the stores. Now, that makes sense because um, only putting, I mean, actually, in the five they chose, most stores aren't going to get more than a couple of those subs plus one for the rack anyway. Yeah, they weren't the big dogs. They weren't the Batmans or anything. Yeah, yeah, it's not something you're getting 50 copies of, um, most likely. So, yeah, I think it'll it'll allow the DCBS subsidiary and Midtown subsidiary um, the chance to pick and pack to the stores that participate Mm -hmm. and, and figure out how this process is going to work. Um, but I'm not sure how many of those, how many people are going to be taking them up on it. All I've seen is people complaining and boycotting, but I, again, I I only see a small sect of things and yeah, usually it's just the negative negative people. Yeah. It's usually only the negative people that are allowed. Um, so yeah, I, I guess that makes sense. <coughs> we were I was poo pooing the uh, the number of releases for that first week, and I was like, "What is this?" But now now that does make sense. Give me all of my comics. Give them now. Well, uh, you know, I wanted some something that had that was a biggie. You mm-hmm. know, um, are these new distributors our only option to receive DC product? Um, you can choose between three distributors for periodicals: Diamond, Lunar. And UCS. If you are ready and willing to receive products starting Tuesday the 28th, you could order from either UCS or Lunar. You have the freedom to work with either of these distributors or wait until Diamond starts shipping again. Um, that sounds to me like a permanent deal, doesn't it? Yes. So can one public one comics publisher have three distributors? I guess they can. Yeah, I mean, you can. It's, I mean, yeah, absolutely. You're offering. You're probably offering each distributor the same terms, mm-hmm. and they have the market share they have. You don't have exclusive contracts. Um, is it a not a really a awful thing? I don't think. To me, it doesn't sound like an awful thing, and it sounds like if you want them and you have the ability to yeah. sell them, we're giving you the ability to sell them, but. I, I mean, I understand why if I was a competitor of Midtown and DCBS, I wouldn't want them to be the chosen distributors. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they are two very big accounts. Yeah. So I understand it. Um, uh, last one. What is the best source for the latest DC product and distribution updates? Uh, when it comes to DC's business and products... The information you need will come directly from DC. Watch for the updates coming soon. Um, so that would come directly to retailers, not to us probably. Um, but maybe we should be monitoring the DC site for FOC, <laughs> DC's FOC and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Because it might be separate. So any of that stuff uh, revolutionary or upsetting to you at all, Kyle? I mean, it's... It... <sighs> It seems it's it's more clarity, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you're probably more of a Marvel guy than I am. I'm probably more of a DC guy. If if we if we had to choose sides, mm-hmm. I'm 
guessing, but I might be wrong. Um, I know I'm more of a DC guy. Um, so I kind of applaud them trying to get product out to us as consumers. Um, I can understand a retailer being not being happy about the, the way it's working, mm-hmm. but I do applaud them the attempt. I'm not sure it's going to be successful, but I like the idea of them throwing this stuff out there. Yeah, well, and and part of the reason they, I also hear it's a dry run because they are wanting to eventually not be affiliated with Diamond at some point. You think that's what that's what DC's plan ultimately is? Correct. Or you know that? I, I have not talked to DC personally, so I do not know that for a fact. Um, I have read that it is their goal at some point to relinquish themselves from, from Diamond. Yeah. Well, okay, that makes sense. It looks like um, like DC has put uh, Batman ninety two on the five the the May fourth FOC list from the UCS distributors. Mm-hmm. So that would put it into June, right? So if it was a May fourth FOC. I think so. Yeah, is that what that, that means? Right. Yeah, that sounds that, right. That, that would that would. It's like a month usually, four weeks, yeah. three four weeks. So, it, where where was it originally? Do you have any idea? I where can't it remember off the top of my head. It was one of those first or eighth books, wasn't it? Was it was it a four one or four yeah. eight? Oh man. Okay, so that's that's a two month difference. But you know what? Books should be on time after that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I would think they're just stacking up. Yeah, okay. That, that'll be interesting. That'll be interesting to see if that... And I, want, I, I would guess that that would have to be like all the soup books that intermingle and could influence each other and cross over. They would all have to kind of be held to the same timeline. So they don't get out of whack, right? Yes. I would think that would be the case. Yeah, storyline-wise. I might be wrong. I don't, I don't know. That's, that'll be interesting. Um, and that, that's, that's all, kind of all the news that I had. Um, we do have a new cover price top 10 uh, for the week of 419, the 19th of... April. Uh, this is the top ten selling, uh, best-selling eBay comics um, compiled compiled by our good friends over at CoverPrice.com. And this time, topping the list, it's Spider-Man twenty ninety nine number one. <laughs> a book I got rid of a long time ago. I you know I, I think I got rid of like a couple of sets. Yeah, I, say I sold them <laughs> as full sets as well. Exactly. I think I sold them as full sets for less than what it's going for now for just the first. Well, I mean, one. I got them for nothing. I I think I I went to pulp and I just I was filling a short box, which I think when you broke it down, I got them all for like three and a half cents a piece. Oh yeah, that was when you build your own build your own short box. Yeah, for thirty bucks. Yeah, and I built like the whole. 2099 series for nothing and I, I think I got like 30 bucks for it I, I miss those days you I don't think he'll do that anymore will he I haven't even stopped back in I, I 
of that box, I think I sold that out of it and one other thing, and they're still just uh, I that last dime stale sale. I still have a long box I haven't gone through and stuff like that. So, <laughs> so you could have some uh, things that have spiked since oh, yeah, then. Just, yeah, no doubt. We need to take a look at those. See how many um, amazing three sixty fives you have in there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, number two, it's uh, spawn number one. Uh, the oldie but good. Oh wait, I didn't even touch on the Spider Man twenty nine nine is sold twenty seven copies this week. Um, and it looks like they're selling CGC's version, CGC versions of them, uh, for big money, 126 bucks for mm-hmm. one of them, 80 bucks for another. It's pretty good. But it, did, it didn't have the uh, average raw price. Yeah. Um, if you do hear me coughing, uh, I believe it's just allergies. I've not, <laughs> I've not been tested. Um, I, I have a low grade fever, but it's it it it. it it's gone, so I don't think I have anything, and I don't, I don't, I'm kind of scared. I don't know if I want to leave the house and find out. So, <laughs> we'll we'll just we'll hope. Hopefully, it's nothing. There you go. Uh, anyway, uh, Spawn number one. Uh, this is uh, let's see, st- still selling for about twenty bucks. Sold twenty five copies this week. Um, and a CGC sold for one hundred twenty five dollars. So again, the math—it's—it's <laughs> it's worth it. Buy them all, slab them, and flip them. There you go. Uh, for number um, number three is Wolverine number one from 1988. Uh, Marvel's book. Uh, Twenty copies of this sold, and uh, it uh, had a high sale of about 173 dollars for a CGC 9.8. Pretty nice. Uh, there's that amazing Spider-Man 365. Uh, this, I think it's like a, it's a black cover, right? Yeah, with a hologram. Yeah, hologram. And um, that's the first appearance of Spidey 2099 with a five-page preview issue. This sold 20 copies and had a high sale of $120 for a CGC 98. There was... Tons of these, dude. Tons of these. Uh, Batman 89, still more punchline selling. Uh, sold 19 copies this week. The high sale was $160 for, for a 9.8 CGC. Uh, year of the Villain, number three, still selling. Well, we sold 19 copies of that one this week. 130 bucks for a 9.8. Spider-Man Unlimited number one from 1993, and this was uh, this was a Shriek appearance or a first appearance. Yeah, More Venom stuff on it. Yeah, yeah, Venom Shriek, uh, 18 copies, uh, and had a high sale of 76 bucks for a 98. Yeah, you know, what do you got in a CGC nowadays? I'm <laughs> no clue. Well, I haven't. Like, 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 they used to be like 20 bucks, but I don't know they're 20 bucks anymore. Uh, you got more than that in it now, just shipping. Yeah. Back in the day. Back in the day, it was 20 bucks. <laughs> XO Man of War, number one. Um, so he sold 17 copies. 
and one of them was a 9.8 that sold for 200 bucks. This is the 1992 Exo Man of War. And uh, John Cena is rumored to be in the next Valiant movie. But of course, Bloodshot didn't do great because of the timing of its release. Yep. And I guess it's a, they're saying that Sony has now sold Harbinger to Paramount. So we'll see. Is XO going to happen? I hope so. I'd, I mean, I'd, li- I'd like, I'd like to see Bloodshot get its get it a, a fair ch- a fair shake somehow. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but then it makes sense to do Harbinger XO. Maybe a Quantum and Woody. Do you think that would work? Maybe Quantum and Woody definitely could work. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Then we rounded out the top ten. We've got Nightwing seventy. Um, what what was the thing? This was the prelude to the Joker War. Is that right? Yeah. And it sold sixteen copies. Um, and had a high raw sale of about sixteen dollars. So, interesting. Um, they did end up publishing the on 420, Weed Day, they published uh, a, a runner-up list. And on that one is Venom number three. New Venom which, number three, yeah. Yeah, which is a new one. It's uh, Null. Is the character is Null? I think I don't know if that I... Oh yeah, I, I think I remember this one. Um, it sold fourteen copies, and uh, somebody's got a nine eight, and got one hundred twenty bucks for it. We've still got that nineteen eighty Savage She Hulk hanging around. Uh, fourteen copies of that one sold, and uh, so if you get a nine eight of that, you can get three hundred seventy dollars for it. That's pretty nice. And I know mine's floating around here somewhere, but I. Don't think it's a nine eight. <laughs> uh, Ultimate Fallout uh, number four. This is uh, Miles Morales' first appearance. Uh, CGC nine eight four hundred thirty five dollars. Man, I wish I would have pulled the trigger on that a long time ago. We've got uh, the publisher number one, Punisher. The, the Punisher. Yeah, it's a newsstand edition from nineteen eighty seven. Uh, collectors are going back to the more affordable keys, like this first issue to the publisher's first ongoing solo series. It sold 12 copies uh, and sold a high of 129 for a CGC 9.8. I keep hearing you call this the publisher, and it's really freaking me out. Did I say the publisher? Twice. I didn't say the Punisher. Correct. Wow, what's wrong with me? <laughs> uh 52 number 12. I got a co- I got the full run of this plus I think I got a couple of, I got at least one more of this 12. This is the first appearance of the new Isis who becomes the wife of Black Adam. And this version of Isis is appearing in DC's live action Black Adam film. And so it sold 12 copies this week and about $15 on average, for a raw copy, um, this would be one of your dime comics you probably <laughs> picked up. Yeah, uh, I, well, I picked up the whole run for I think a quarter a piece. So yeah, f- yeah. If you've got an extra one of those, flip it on its own. 
Um, otherwise, that 52 is just a gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. They, they seem to always pop up with something interesting in it. Um, the Amazing Spider-Man 361. Um, this is the first Carnage. And it is selling for almost $400 for a CGC 9.8. Oh, uh, wow. Crazy. X-Men Annual 14 from 1990. This is the first appearance of Gambit. Uh, continuing to increase because of the Disney Plus deal. Uh, 110 bucks for a CGC 9.8 there. Oh, wonderful. An appearance of Werewolf by Night, number 32. <laughs> Um, Moon Knight is coming to Disney Plus. We're all excited to see that. This sold 11 copies. Um, uh, had a high of almost $2,000 for a 9.2. 9.2, not even a 9.8. Yeah. Ah, that makes me nauseous. Uh, let's see. Moon Knight number one from 80 uh, sold 10 copies this week. Uh, a 9.8 sold for over $200. And Star Wars number one from 1977 sold 10 copies this week, and it's 9.8 was sold for over a thousand dollars. So it's definitely not a 9.8. Uh, you have that right? Oh yeah, but it's not a 9.8. Yeah, knew it all. Not at all. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> I have a couple of those that are like, uh, I would be scared to death to get a grade back on this. Yeah. I'll just keep it. So yeah, some interesting stuff making its way. Uh, people are still buying things um, through eBay and and heating up the charts. So that's mm. kind of kind of some interesting stuff selling out there. So if you've got any of that stuff, get it up, sell it. Let us know how you did. If you want to donate the proceeds to uh, Hero Initiative, we'll take it. Um, remember, we're doing our little contest and. Taking a hundred dollar seed money, um, converting that into comics to flip uh, by the end of the year, and all the proceeds go to Hero Initiative. Um, winner gets brother bragging rights for the year, um, which would be nice if I ever got those. So that would be pretty cool. The newest um, things I've picked up for the Hero Initiative is Walmart released their Our Fighting Force uh, 100 page Walmart exclusives. Oh, have, yeah. Uh, Did you read so that? I didn't, but it's got oh. some uh, exclusive Jim Lee Batman stuff in it. So I picked up three copies, all in pretty good condition, and I, I'm going to put those up this weekend. Uh, should be able to make a quick 20 bucks each on those. Oh, you're selling all of them? Yeah, I'm going to get rid of all of them. That's cool. You gotta, you're not even going to read one first? Maybe. Maybe I'll flip <laughs> through one. Absolutely. <laughs> Call it a 9.6. That's right. <laughs> Sell it to my brother instead. Twenty-four dollars <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that, that's that's a good idea. So you buy it for 5 sold for 20 I think I can get 20 plus ship. I can get about 25 out of it, yeah. Oh, very nice. I didn't realize it was uh, it was hot. When did that come out? Uh, the day I sent it to you last week. Probably that was should have put it up that, right that, when it came out. That was published day? Yep. And, and people were, were clamoring all over the place for it? Oh, yeah. Nice. I thought that was just a hunch you had. It's yeah. actually it's actually hot and in demand. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very cool. Alright. Well, for those of you who enjoyed us uh, going through the previews catalog for April releases that never happened, 
we are now going to start on the May um, previews catalog that may or may not happen. This would be um, what March March's mm-hmm. catalog for May releases, and we'll do it like we did the April book. We'll break it into chunks. Um, so what what did we say would be this week? Uh, Image, Dark Horse, and IDW. And then we'll do Marvel DC next week, and then everybody else the week after that. And then by that point, we're hoping we have a comic schedule again. Yeah, no doubt. Maybe. So um, for those of you who hated us going through the April catalog the way we did... Perhaps you yeah. like March better. <laughs> Perhaps March, uh, March for May would be better, or you could just tune out right now. <laughs> it's really up to you. No, no, no. You got to hear what our pick of the week for whatever week is. That's true. That's true. You, that's coming up at the end. So, hang on to your boots. And we'll start an image, and I'm going to start with uh, the goddamned. Virgin Brides, number one. Jason Aaron writing this with R.M. Guerra on arts. Of course, this is the uh, second part to his uh, Goddamn series. Wow. Which goes back through biblical times. Um, This one, in the time before the Great Flood, the world of man is a place of wanton violence and unbridled depravity. But hidden high atop a mountain, there's a very different sort of world. One without men. Here the holy sisters of the secret nunnery live in paradise. A new Eden rearing their flock of orphan girls to embrace their future as blessed brides of the sons of God. Uh, I cannot believe this is out. That This blows my mind. It's not out, but it's it's soliciting. Right, solicited. I can't believe this is solicited because how... I mean, did, I don't even know if the old, the old Goddamned actually ever came out. Did it ever finish? Uh, yeah. It must have. It, it must did, have. It did a, its run up until the Great Flood, essentially. Yeah, okay. It's Noah's storyline. Very cool. Uh, we've got A Man Among Ye, which is an image comic by Stephanie Phillips, doing the writing and art by Craig Cermak. I like Craig's art. From Red Team, if you recall that mm-hmm. that series, I liked a lot. Stephanie Phillips, um, I know her from something. It's not Butcher of Paris or Descendant, it's something else, and I can't think of it off the top of my head. But uh, she did do those as well. This is about high adventures on the high seas in the waning days of piracy, when men were men and the best pirates were women. So that looks interesting. It's a top cow book. Uh, in Brit book, so it might be good. There you go. Looks like they're bringing Dead Body Road back for another volume. Um, that was that back in 2012, maybe when that when that was out, 2013. Has it been the that first... long? Dang. Feels like it's been a long time. I'd have to look it up. But I'm not gonna. <laughs> Stephanie Phillips also did Tarna. Yeah, that's not it. But your yeah. Paris descendants, so... Devil Within. Mm-mm. I can't think of it. That's okay. Sorry, I was trying to help you out there, man. I appreciate it. Um, and I could have gotten her confused with somebody else. Uh, let's see. Uh, you think Die still has heat? Because number 11 is supposed to come out. Yes, it does. Day. I think so. It's, yeah, good f- no. it's, a good, it's just a good story. I mean, I'm into it. 
So I should I, I jumped ship too quickly then. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I agree. I think you jumped. Uh, we've got that Texas blood, written by Chris Condon with art by Jacob Phillips, which I believe is, um, Brubaker Phillips' kid, right? That I'm not aware of. So that's pretty cool. Uh, this, yeah, this this was the I think they put a preview of this in the back of, um, the end of Criminal. So you got a little glimpse at what this was going to be, and it looked good. There you go. So, if you like that gritty kind of noirish, pulpy look, um, and hopefully the the the, the story um, reflects that, I I think I got a little glimpse of it. It, it felt crime noiry, mm -hmm. so you know I'm down for that's it. So I was gonna say that's right up your alley. Yeah. Um, so this would be a, this would be a really good one. That Texas Blood number one. I'm excited about that one. Speaking of the goddamned, you can. Reorder the trade paperback for issues one through five. Got excited for a second. It looked like Bitch Planet was coming back, but no. Those are just trades. There's your it's... deluxe hardcover for Private Eye that you were talking about earlier. Yeah, very nice. It's weird that Die, Die, Die is on its 11th issue and Die is on its 11th issue and they're both coming out the same. <laughs> Same month. Well, in theory. I don't see anything else in image. But of course, I get lost easy in this setup. Oh, yeah. Nailbiter Returns issue two. Another really wicked cover. Cannot wait for Nailbiter Returns. I would. Shoot. I thought we were getting a one shot. I didn't realize it was a no, new ongoing. No, no. Oh, that's. That's kind of fantastic, then. Yeah. Sunstone was a book I never read, but I heard great things about. And that's um, Stefan Sajic's art mm -hmm. and writing. Um, so usually sexy women and fun situations. <laughs> um, uh, he does. He has a unique style, and um, there's six volumes of that. I was going to check it out, but man, you go all the way back to. Go <laughs> say if you like it. There's all kinds of stuff for you there. Yeah. I guess I'll just sample that down the road. But yeah, that's all I had from uh, Image as well. Some definite good stuff. I jump back into Reaver. That reminds me. Yeah. All right, down to Dark Horse Comics, where we have Neil Gaiman's Norse Mythology Number One. Number one New York Times bestselling author Neil Gaiman and Eisner Award-winning comic religion P. Craig Russell breathe new light into the ancient Norse stories by taking readers through the creation of the nine worlds to the epic origin and adventures of thor odin and loki all the way to end of life ragnarok having previously written about deities and american gods and sandman gaiman teams and teams up with russell to finally bring readers to follow the northern gods in their own setting in this comic book adaptation of the hidden novel of course this being because odin thor and loki are um Public domain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can do that. That's crazy. The whole month of May, I can't find anything in, in Dark Horse. It's not what am that I missing? unfortunately uncommon. I mean, we're not big into Alien versus Predator. I'm not wow. big into making of books. My kids aren't reading, you know, Disney Tangled cartoons, unfortunately. We never cracked the Hellboys. 
man, it looks to me like this is going to be a down, a down month for them. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is not a good one to have. Uh, I don't not see the... branched out. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't see a lot of, like even ongoing stuff that's that's established. I mean, yeah, it seems like that a few things end and haven't picked up new ones yet. A lot of properties. Holy crap. Yeah. Well, maybe we can do a little better in IDW. Yep, let's head on down see what IDW has for us. Well, I'm going to take a look at Bermuda. This is John Lehman, so my chew guy. There you go. Uh, and with art by Nick Bradshaw. Um, who I guess did some Spider-Man. I don't remember him on Spider-Man, but that's cool. <laughs> and this is presenting a fantastic new adventure by New York best best-selling, well, you know, John Lehman. Um, there's a there's a region in the Pacific Ocean where planes disappear, ships are lost, and traveling souls go missing, never to be heard from again. And there's an island within this place, mysterious and uncharted, an island untouched by time and civilization, where all who are lost end up. Bermuda lives here. She's 16, scrappy, and a survivor. And this has been the only life she's ever known until today. She's discovered something on her island that will either open a doorway between her world and ours or destroy it. Sounds pretty fantastic to me. Absolutely. I love that idea. I like I like the whole pitch. And sure, put put a 16-year-old girl in there somehow. We'll explain <laughs> it later. Uh, it is a $5 book, though. Um, I don't see how many pages. So, see the you see the cover says three ninety nine, and then the diamond site says four ninety nine. So, I don't know. Who's Pay right. what you want. Yeah, somewhere between three ninety nine and four ninety nine. Canto is back. Canto and the Clockwork Fairies. We have a one shot for three ninety nine. Of course, David Boomer or Boer and Drew Zucker. Okay, Boer. Boer returned to the Kanto world following the brave clockwork hero as he led his people out of their home in Arcadia to find somewhere and something new. So we get a one shot here. Um, and then I guess we have a second part coming later in the summer, but this is kind of a, a binding book. So that will be a popular one because Kanto did very, very well in that first series. Yeah. You were a fan, weren't you? Yeah. I really liked it. Um, Sea of Sorrows is that that sounds familiar. Like we've already, yeah. but I guess not. <laughs> I guess we haven't seen Sea of Sorrows. Uh -uh. Okay. Now this is Rich Duick on doing the writing chores with Alex Cormack on art. It's a deep a deep sea adventure with a horrific twist. Um, in the aftermath of the Great War, the North Atlantic is ripe for plunder by independent salvage crews. When a former naval officer hires the SS Vagabond, he leads the ship to a sunken U-boat and a fortune in gold. Kind of reminds what was that one book that, uh, it, is it called Ashore or something? Is it, it's one of those AWA books, mm -hmm. I think. Um, that, that's something along those, those lines of a salvage crew. I like that idea. There you go. Always like the idea of that. How about Chained to the Grave? Uh, Brian Level, Andrew Eschenbach, with art by Kate Sharon. 
where outlaw Roy Mason has come back from the dead, chained to the headstone that marked his grave. It's a lawless time, a magical time, and the undead Roy soon finds himself caught between a rock and a hard place as he sets out in search of treasure. Ah, treasure. But he has to, does he have to drag his headstone <laughs> behind him? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. But probably not interesting enough to read for a long time. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe it is. I don't want to rule it out entirely. That's, I think, the last thing I had in in IDW. Yep, last thing for me as well. Well, there we go. You go first, or I go first? Oh, you got one on top of your head? I have two, yes. Go for it, my brother. I will take... Um, I will take... Uh, Bermuda. All right. Uh, from IDW. And I am going with... I'm torn. I don't know if Goddamn will do anything because it is a second part, but it definitely intrigues me quite a bit. Yeah. But I think that Canto book is going to be pretty sought after. Okay. The rest, the, the other ones did very good, so I'm going to go with that Canto and the Clockwork. Canto and the Clockwork? And that's up... It's in IDW, right? Oh, yeah. Canto and Clockwork Fairies, one shot. Yep. And a... Special shout out, honorary shout out to that Texas Blood number one from yep. Image, which might also be hot. Of course, whenever these things come out, we want to thank you guys for, of course, tagging along with us and listening. Um, we hope you're all doing well and uh, enjoying, hopefully, some time to catch up on all your comics, organize all your bag back issues, catalog everything, price everything, get ready to rock because hopefully. Uh, things will be back to normal here soon. We'll be doing FOCs again. We'll have release dates soon and all kinds of fun stuff. So we hope those come through. If you have anything to send us, um, be it through Gmail, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, feel free. Be part of the podcast. Let us know what's going on in your world, how comics books are helping you through this time, or what you're doing, or what is the first thing you're going to do when your LCS opens back, guys. Uh, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you guys and be part of the podcast. So for Drew and for myself, see ya. <laughs>